You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Welcome to PlayStation Unchained, episode 91. I'm your host this week, Ben Bear Hall. Uh, Mike Harridance has confirmed that he will be back next week. So, yay, for a different host next week. Um, but we have the, well, our wonderful Russian friend Gary with us this week. Huzzah. How's it going, Ben? Not too bad, thank you. And you? Oh, I'm pretty good, pretty good. Just hanging in there. Good, good. And we've got a Duff fan with us this week as well, Adam Duffield. Hey, guys. How are we doing? No, not too bad. How you been? It's been, a, it's been a while. Yeah, not too bad. My son's a little bit unwell, but other than that, it's all good. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna we've got a lot of news because Tokyo Game Show was recently was last week, correct? Uh, so we've got a lot of news to cover. Start on Friday. Yeah. No, so this Thursday. week it's going on right now, which is back then for you, but right now for us. Oh yeah, some <laughs> people consider Sunday the start of the new week. Yeah, but by the time this will go live, it'll be Monday. Okay. So, <laughs> it'll be the past for them, but still, still the weekend for us. So, yeah. it's this last week for you. So, enjoy Tokyo. <laughs> anyway, let's go, before we confuse ourselves, let's go to the news. Um, let's start with some interesting news. Destiny of the Taken King is PlayStation's most downloaded day one game of all time, which... Confuses me, mainly because it's not a game, it's an expansion pack, but let's carry on with this anyway. <laughs> Activision has announced that Destiny of the Taken King has become the biggest downloaded day one expansion pack in PlayStation history. <laughs> the expansion, which launched on Tuesday for PS4, PS3, Xbox One, and Xbox 360, set a new record for peak online co- concurrency. It has also played more people on the day one than the original version of Destiny. Uh, Destiny of the Taken King is officially the most downloadable game of. How many times do they want to say that? on day one in PlayStation history. I'm not going to say this because it's exactly the same things I just said before. Um, and check our website because it has all the information on becoming better at Destiny and becoming a legend. Gary, what do you think of this amazing Destiny day one news? This isn't amazing news. This is terrible news. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel about Destiny. Yeah. Uh, all, the only thing this shows me is how forgiving people are. Like, a company can screw... The, the fan base and the consumers so much and yet they'll still forgive them for anything and this is what to me this is people forgiving them for releasing a pretty much unfinished game at the start that was not even mediocre it was less than mediocre and whatever the Taking King is I haven't played it it's not bad. but apparently people love it so much and to me it feels like this is what it should have been when I launched but no they released it this year and charged people full price for it if they want to buy it retail. I, I pay more than full price. Yeah, because you bought a collector's edition <laughs> that comes with a stupid metal coin that's not even real, <laughs> which makes me want to throw a knife at you, Ben. I could virtually. <laughs> well, if you played the Hunter class on Destiny, you could throw knives at me. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll just jump in and troll you the whole time. I, I, I do have a... Anyway, I'll talk about that later. Anyway... Is that what you think of the Taken King? That's what I think of the consumer who buy it, who bought <laughs> Taken King. I'm sorry, like, you're just too forgiving of a company that 
spit in your face and you forgave them so easily for it. So I, I get it. It's a shiny thing. It's a shiny. <laughs> I'm like a magpie. But but yeah, like you said, it's not a full game. It's no. an expansion pack. Like yeah. I can't just play the Taken King. I have to have the original yeah. game to play. And you have the DLC as well. You have to have those DLC packs too. Yeah, you got the DLC packs. Well, there you go. They're screwing you even now with this new release, and you're still buying into it. So, yeah. pretty much all those people who spent sixty dollars last year should get all their money back, and should probably get this game for free. In yeah. my opinion, it's a joke. And if you bought the collector's edition, you get the game and the expansion packs. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous to me uh, that you're forced to buy. Their DLC in order to play this game. DLC. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Adam. (laughs) Adam, what do you think about this news? I I know you used to play Destiny for a while. Well, I I still play it. I must admit, I was one of the um, easily forgiving consumers who actually (laughs) brought and paid the for the DLC on day one. Um, I can see Gary's point. To be fair. Perhaps maybe people that brought it in year one should have at least got it half price. Um, you maybe get a not discount for, for every DLC you bought. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I love it. To be honest, I, I it's got me straight back into Destiny again. I love the way it's changed the whole layout of it. Um, I've not taken part in the King's Fall raid yet because I can't find a raid team. Oh, but... I haven't tried it yet. Something that I definitely want to give a go. Sounds like it could be quite a little while for you to complete it, though. I think some some teams just done it in about seven hours, so it'll be taking me about twice as long as that. But no, I I yeah, I'm one of the um, um, easily forgiving consumers that actually downloaded it day one, so it doesn't surprise me that it was perhaps maybe the quickest, uh, biggest downloadable expansion pack in the history of gaming. I think not just PlayStation was it so. Yeah, I think it. Yeah. I, yeah, I really enjoy it. But I can, I can I, see Gary's point. I've got that amazing new exotic fusion rifle, by the way. It's amazing. Oh, have you? Yeah. Have you been? Did you? Were you using the free of coins while it, while he was selling them? I've used it once, yeah. and I didn't get anything. But apparently, if you use them, yeah. they give you a better chance of doing it, getting one next time. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, it's about thirty-three percent chance. Hmm. So. Anyway. Yeah, nothing, nothing's dropped for me yet. Uncharted 4 multiplayer beta kicks off in December. New Uncharted Nathan Drake collection ta- trailer released. Uncharted 4 Thieves Sands multiplayer beta will run December 4th to the 13th. Sony and Naughty Dog have announced. Access the multiplayer teaser with every copy of Uncharted the Nathan Drake collection. Which is a remaster of Uncharted 1, 2 and 3 without the online. Um, but you will need PS Plus to play the multiplayer beta. But to be honest, that's pretty much... I think everyone knows that for multiplayer now. Uh, so what do you think, uh, Adam? Nine days of a beta, do you think it's worth purchasing the collection for it or just purchase the collection for the fact that it's amazing games? Personally, I, I'm only, I want, I've never played, well, I've played one of the Uncharted, but I only played about an hour of it. So I'm mainly buying it for the actual amazing games that they are. Um, I suppose if people like multiplayer, then it's a bonus for them. But for me, it's not something that I'll probably be taking part in. I'm just buying it mainly because I haven't played any of the games and I've been told they're so good. 
Oh, I love them. I do. Rec- they are very good games. Yeah, uh, I can't wait. Gary, are you going to be purchasing the old Chartered Multi Sexy Edition? I will be purchasing. Hopefully, I'll be getting it for review. But nice. Um, I, I I'm definitely excited for it. Technically, if you really think about it, this collection should be Game of the Year since it has two Game of the Years in it already. <laughs> wow. But what a twist? <laughs> yeah. But um, no, uh, nine days for the multiplayer beta, I think, is more than enough, actually. Um, if you really think about it, nowadays, when you go into a beta, in about two days of the beta, everybody's already max level and knows all the hiding places, where to camp, and all this stupid crap. But nine days, I think, is is more than enough. If people complain about nine days, then I'm, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's a beta. It's it's a test and to sh- show you what the multiplayer is going to be like. You know, the game comes out in March. March, right? Is that what they confirmed? Yeah, March. Yeah. Yeah, March 2016. But yeah, um, as far as uh, having a multiplayer beta for it, if you buy the Uncharted collection, um, oh, like Adam said, like you should buy it just to have it because they're three incredibly amazing games that you know changed you know the cinematic gameplay just like metal gear did for the ps1 uncharted has done in my opinion for these new generation of consoles so yeah you you should buy it just for the three games don't if you're buying it just to play a multiplayer beta for nine days then you're paying 60 dollars for nine days of gameplay and that's just terrible in my opinion so, uh, yeah. So yeah, um, uh, some really sad news right now. Persona Five delayed to winter twenty six seventeen. I mean, sorry, delayed till summer twenty sixteen in North America, which means and Japan, which means that Europe will probably get in twenty seventeen. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Atlas has announced that the next chapter in the Persona franchise has been laid, delayed until summer twenty sixteen for the PS four and PS three. Uh, keep in mind that the delay pertains to the Japanese launch of the eagerly anticipated RPG, so this presumably means an even longer wait for the US and European release. Uh, this is about the previous year that it would come out in 2015. I wouldn't be surprised if they said financial year 2015, which would still almost be... Anyway. Um, well, so firstly that Persona 5 has been pushed back, the publisher did have a brand new trailer for the game at Tokyo Game Show 2015. Remember to check our website to view the trailer because we can't, you know, word the trailer to your ears. Um, so yeah, check out psu.com for the trailer. Uh, Gary, are you looking forward to Persona 5? Oh, hell yeah. I'm so looking forward to that game. I love the Persona franchise. Um, as far as the delay, I think everybody kind of saw it coming since there had been no news on that game heading into the holiday season. Um, I don't think it's a surprise at all that it's been delayed. Um, I do think it's a good idea that it got delayed. You don't want to release a game that's so niche. It it really has a niche market. It's not like this massive game where it sells, you know, 10 million copies when it launches. Um, it, It has a strong following, uh, but it's a strong following that it's it's good enough for the sales for Atlas. So I think moving it, you know, into what is summer 2016 is is the best thing they can do because we talked about this yesterday, Ben. Um, that 
most games don't come out in the summer, so maximize your sales then. Don't compete with everybody else during the holiday season. Yeah, I agree. It's, we brought up last night in a different podcast that summer is probably the best time to release games. Uh, Adam, what do you think of Persona 5 Delay? Well, I can't really say much, to be honest with you, because I've not really followed any of the Persona series. Um one of the lads on PSU, Gers, recommended it to me, but I've never actually played it. So I suppose, like Gary said, you know, if it if it means that the game comes out more polished um, and makes for a better game, then, you know, that's fair enough. Um, but personally, like I say, I've never played one, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do we call it? Okay, next, World of Tanks has been announced for PS4. Check out the first screenshots in the words. Um, check PSU.com, blah, blah, blah. Uh, World of Tanks is officially coming to PS PlayStation 4. Developer War Gaming has announced the PS4 get uh, the PS4 version of the game, which was originally released on the PC and enjoys a massive following, will include full DualShock 4 support. Well, thank God for that. Thank God they had announced that they're going to increase include full DualShock 4 control support because otherwise I was thinking I was going to have to do it with my mind. Um, <laughs> as well as compatibility with share play and remote play. All remote play, so so news. As with the PC edition, the PS4 release is free to play and such won't require subscription to Sony's PlayStation Plus service. A bit is scheduled to roll out before the end of the year. Uh, well, transfer about 2011. I will still remember Eurogamer. It must have been 2011 then. I can't believe it's four years. Wow. Where I went to the expo and there was a massive tank outside to promote the game. <laughs> it was amazing. Did they let you write it? No, that would have been brilliant, though. There's, like, loads of jeeps and a couple of tanks. Yeah, brilliantly dangerous. Are you kidding me? <laughs> with with half-naked women walk around the tanks. It was amazing. Oh, well, that sells your game right away. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you, you come for the tanks, stay for the women. <laughs> Tank girl, man. Yeah. I see the anime. Okay, Adam. What do you think of World of Tanks coming to PS4? Well, that's good news. Um, I've only played World of, Ta- World of Tanks once, but it was it was good fun playing it. So the fact that it's coming to PS4 and means that more people can can join in in the fun, and it can only be a good thing. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the game when I played it. It was good good fun. It was just something a little bit different, you know, tank v tank rather than tank v everything else. But yeah, yeah it's a good, it's good news. Good news. And Gary, will you be spending any money on the World of Tanks? I won't be spending any money on it, no, but I'll probably give it a shot <laughs> since it is free to play. Um, uh, yeah, this is this is good news. I remember this this was pushed really hard by Microsoft as being exclusive to the Xbox 360. I remember that. And obviously that's changed now. Um, I don't even think World of Tanks is out on Xbox One, but here it is coming out on PS4. Um, I think it is, exactly. isn't it? Is it out on yeah, Xbox? I think it is. Yeah. I yeah. think the World of Tanks is already on Xbox One. Well, that's good. Um, I'm hoping that uh, on the PS4 version, at least, they'll let you play with the PC players. Mm. Like most of the free-to-play games on PS4 allow you to do now. Um, yeah, I wish Warframe would let me do that. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, but then you, in Warframe, PC players will always be better than console players. Um. 
but yeah, no, this is great. I mean, we have uh, War Thunder, which is primarily primarily an air combat game, even though it, it, they added ground vehicles to it. But now you have a game that's all ground vehicles as well. So, yeah, yeah, it's good. I'll I'll definitely be picking my. Uh, I hope it has a Panzer, a German Panzer, because let's face it, that's like the greatest tank ever made. Of course, it's gonna have one. <laughs> As much as I love my my fellow Russian tanks, the the Panzer was unstoppable when it came out. So, and while we're talking about unstoppable, one of the greatest things ever, let's talk about Gravity Rush Two. Announced for PS4, a sequel to Gravity Rush was announced at Sony's PlayStation Tokyo Game Show, uh, set uh, and is set to launch in North America, Europe, and Japan sometime in 2016 on the PS4. Uh, for those who are who are big fans of Gravity Rush, there was also a remaster of it announced for the PS4, which will be out in December. Um, and Gravity Rush was one of the, probably the best Vita games ever made, in my opinion. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to remake and the, the sequel. Especially as the sequel will include co-op with Raven in multiplayer. So yeah. Um, I can't wait. I really can't wait for this game. It's probably going to be... This is now... Probably one of my 2016 games that I can't wait for. Um, and I'm down to review it. Uh, the first one. The remake, anyway. Uh, Gary, <laughs> are you looking forward to Gravity Rush 2 or Gravity Days 2? Uh, I am looking for. I'm actually surprised that they announced it on the same day that it's coming out in Japan, US, and North America. Quite honestly, I didn't think it'd make it to North America. Um... Because I remember it wasn't like a big seller in North America. I know it sold pretty well in Japan, but not here. Um, sucks because it's a good game. No, it, it was a great game. And like you said, I think it is it is one of the best Vita games they made because it utilized the Vita for all its strengths. You know, the touchscreen, the, everything worked so well for it on the Vita. Um, as far as the remaster goes, um, I don't really think they need to do it for the PS4. Um, but... You know, more power to them. Uh, hopefully, more people get to experience it since a lot of people didn't experience it on the Vita. But for Gravity Rush too, like you said, it looks amazing. Um, I'll be the remaster it, gonna, looks really good as well. To be honest, no, it, yeah, that that is very true. But yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see how they how it works with the with the touchpad because it ha- it's going to have to utilize the touchpad like Gravity Rush One did with the with the touchscreen on the Vita, but. Yeah, I I am kind of um, worried that it might be a little too action heavy now. Um, from the trailer they showed, uh, there's a lot of combat, um, but we'll see. We'll see how how I utilized. Think the combat was probably limited just because of the Vita. Maybe they probably wanted more combat originally. My opinion. I think it, they wanted more combat, but because of the memory or weather reasons, because it's a handheld. Mm-hmm. I now, what I what I am hoping they do this time though is they utilize the like the gravity functions like running on the side of the wall you know things like that into the combat because as far as I can remember the first one really didn't do that like no, all I the don't think that, I don't think they did it. you had to fight on on the regular plane you couldn't fight upside down or on the side of the wall or anything like that so hopefully with like the co op features they'll allow you to 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 do that this oh. time around. You know what they should do? Yeah. So everyone wants to so everyone in the world can vomit while playing the game. <laughs> Support VR. more for we are. <laughs> yeah. 
that'll do it for sure. Yeah, that'll definitely do it. But yeah, like yeah. I said, um, if, if they utilize the whole gravity function in the combat, unlike the first game where it really didn't utilize it in the combat just for the exploration, uh, I think they'll they'll have a real gem on their hands with Gravity Rush too. And Adam, what do you think of the new Gravity Rush and the remake? Well, it's kind of one of those games that I've heard about, but I've not actually played the original Gravity Rush. Um, But it sounds like I should do, because it sounds like I'm missing out. Oh, it's an amazing game. You are missing out. Um, (laughs) Wait till the PS4 version. See, It depends on the price, though, with the PS4. If it's a full price, I don't know. Because it was like, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a launch title on the Vita. Yeah, it was a launch title for the Vita. Yeah. Man, I'd uh, definitely be missing out then, and I um, might be worth perhaps maybe giving it a go, see what it's like. But good news for for people who really enjoyed the first game that they're getting a sequel. So, um, yeah, it might be one I I have to experience before the second one comes out, just to see how good it is. But now it's good news. Good news is getting a sequel for for the for the people who follow it and the people who really enjoy playing it. I also like the fact that all the DLC will be included free with the remaster as well. Yeah, quite Thanks, honestly, ben, I, I think they should have just bundled it with, with Gravity Rush 2. Oh, that would have been brilliant. I think that would have been the better choice. Obviously, as a you know, on a business standpoint, they, they want to you know make sales for two games instead of one. But Or if they really wanted to make sales, they could have included a demo of Gravity Rush 2. There you go. Release but it a little think, bit later, but include a demo. I think it's also worth noting that Blue Point Games is doing the remaster. And they're amazing. And they are amazing. They've pretty much remastered everything in perfect form. Uh, Ico and Shadow of the Colossus, Metal Gear HD collection, and they also are doing the Uncharted collection as well. So, And with the Uncharted Tasty collection, they've actually made it better than the original. <laughs> well, they've used like the tech from Uncharted two and three into Uncharted one to improve the graphics. Oh, nice. That's why Drake looks completely different to his Uncharted one model because they're using the Uncharted three model version of Drake. Yeah. To give it more they, detail. Have they also confirmed if they're releasing that awesome collector's edition of Gravity Rush in North America or UK? I didn't even hear about that one. It's in the article. There's a collector's really? edition. I didn't they have a picture see that. of it. Yeah. In the, in in the, the remake. remake. Oh, okay, you can see. Well, I'm going to go quickly check that one. <laughs> if I can find it. <laughs> uh, while you guys... Yeah, I can't believe... Oh. <laughs> that, do, 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 not. This is completely not... I want to see this collector's edition. I want it. Even though I'm reviewing it, I'll probably end up buying it again. Uh, uh, sorry for the wait, everyone. This is just this is too exciting to give it a miss. I winked it to you, Ben. I winked it to you. I found the link anyway. Oh, okay. I think. Ah, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. That is cool. That is amazing. I want it. Well, that box. That box looks awesome too. Yeah. Yeah, I want it. <laughs> if anyone wants to know, so there's a big box with a, a statue of a cat. And the little kitty, too. And the kitty. I want it. Okay, while we're talking about things that we want, and with DLC being free, let's talk about Need for Speed. Yeah. I saw what you did there, Ben. Yeah. 
Need for Speed confirmed to run at 30 FPS on PS4 and Xbox One. No paid DLC planned. Developer Ghost Games has confirmed that a PS4 and Xbox One version of Need for Speed will run at 30 frames per second. And there'll be old people going, oh, but it's a racing game. It needs to run at the 60 frames. <laughs> for any driving game, a steady frame rate is incredibly important and with Need for Speed, we're delivering super high production values when it comes to both visuals and sound. As can be seen in our pre-alpha footage of the game, which is, might be faked. Um, we always look to maximise the game technology with the platforming technology. That's a lot of technology for the experience we're building, which is why the game will run at 30 frames per second on both Xbox One and PS4. By doing this, we ensure your gameplay experience remains incredibly smooth and allows you to experience the high-speed, adrenaline-filled gameplay that you've come to expect from Need for Speed. Um, the, the FAQ, blah, blah, blah. Talks about why it needs an internet... You'll need a persistent internet connection as a deep need for speed is committed to being a live service so we can deliver an ongoing experience that is constantly changing and evolving. We will include free content updates and challenges as an ever-present way for you to earn rewards and constantly exploring the game. Oh my god! Need for speed is an MMO racing <laughs> world <laughs> game thing. Um, Adam? What do you think of this MMO racing game speed 3DL sort of thing? Well, I like the Need for Speed series. I've always been a Need for Speed fan, um, especially way back when they released uh, Underground Underground 2 when it was properly about, you know, modifying your cars. Um, so I'm really looking forward to the new Need for Speed. I mean, to be honest with you, Drive Club ran at 30 frames per second and there was never any issue with that. Um, so I can't see why there'd be an issue with need for speed being 30 frames per second but the fact that it comes with free dlc as well is always a bonus and imagine that's probably car packs and stuff like that but um we don't get very many free dlc these days do we really yeah but sometimes okay. when they say free dlc it's a ring or a costume yay <laughs> skin pack for cars maybe yeah <laughs> but now looking forward to a new Need for Speed um, being online I suppose not not really an issue as long as the servers obviously stay with a steady connection but no I'm looking forward to it should be good and what about you Gary um, well I used to be a big Need for Speed fan when Criterion was still around um, I, I'm not a big fan of, of the the other developers working on it I wasn't a big fan of Rivals when it came out. Um, I think Most Wanted has been the best one so far. Um, but yeah, 30 frames a second, you know, I'm not going to complain about that. From what we've seen of the footage of the game, it looks incredible. And uh, <laughs> so obviously they probably couldn't get it to run at 60 frames, and I don't have a problem with that. I don't think racing games really need to run at 60 frames. Um, but yeah, the paid DLC stuff... Um, no paid DLC is is great news. Um, like they they say it won't have paid DLC, but that doesn't mean it won't have big expansions. Well, they'll probably charge you for later on. Um, but yeah, no, it's good news. It's nice to see uh, CD Projekt Red making headways for other developers with free DLC here. Oh, it's gonna so. have paid on this content. You're not no, downloading no, it. Yeah, like what I see here is like yeah, it'll be free, like uh, new cars yeah. um, and things like that. 
But if they want to like expand the game, say create a whole new area to explore, they'll probably charge for that. Yeah. So. Well, we've got exciting news next. Dane's favorite game is getting a sequel, kind of. <laughs> Resident Evil Umbrella Corpse. Thank you. Enjoy it, Dane. Uh, speaking at Sony's pre-Tokyo Game Show 2015 press conference earlier today, Capcom announced a new ent- all new entry in the Resident Evil franchise. Resident Evil Umbrella Corpse. I haven't even bothered watching the video because the whole name just sounds so stupid. Uh, the, the game is a hybrid of both first-person and third-person perspectives and sees the members of the Umbrella Corporation battling against each other. From the looks of things, it has a very similar feel to Resident Evil Dane's Raccoon City. Uh, the quickly became third-person shooter released a few years ago on PS3 and 360. Uh, and this is uh, this is sad because Resident Evil has an anniversary next year. Why? Why Capcom? Why? Just, no. No. Mm. Um, Gary, what do you think of Resident Evil 1 Brother Dane Corpse? Oh my god. Two, the Danage. Operation Raccoon City is like the Resident Evil 2 compared to this game of the Resident Evil franchise. From everything that I have seen, like videos online, um, other websites, uh, hands-on uh, video previews of the game, it looks so bad. Like just terrible. Like the the zombies they have in there don't even interact with you. You can just run right by them. They don't try to grab you. They don't do anything. They're just there as like decoys. Decoration zombies. Yeah, that decoration you, you, zombies. You can use them as a shield if you want to, but oh, like it just looks so bad. <laughs> so bad. Man, it sounds so- like they've just they've got they've done like a green light version of Resident Evil. It's like they're trying to appease everybody or appeal to everyone, like every gamer. If you like old Resident Evil, we have Resident Evil Zero HD remaster coming out. If you like Resident Evil 5 and 6, we have this shooter game that has nothing to do with the Resident Evil franchise. It just has the name and zombies. You know, it's like the cover system is atrocious from what I've seen. Like, this big green hue appears with, like, this line that points you into which cover you can go and hide behind. So, oh my god, now they need to make another remake of Resident Evil Time Crisis. Thank you. Even that game looks better than this game, man. Resident (laughs) Crisis. Um, Time Evil. Yeah. You have no idea how bad it is. I don't know where they're getting the first person thing from. Uh, from every video I've seen, I haven't seen anybody shoot their gun in first person whatsoever. But... Maybe they, they can't work out the buttons. Maybe it's <laughs> the, an R2 button and the developers haven't programmed it in yet. <clears throat> yeah, but for some positives, though, from what I've seen, they seem to have added a lot of cool things you can do. Like when you're climbing the ladder, for example... Um, you don't have to reach all the way to the top to start shooting. You can like shoot off the ladder. You can shoot uh, all the way at the top. Just like put your gun out and start shooting. Um, that was pretty cool. The melee kills look pretty brutal, from what I've seen. Um, yeah, well, what else? It's really hard to find any positives here. It's okay, Gary. <laughs> all those positive things that you like the look of that would increase and improve the be- the better Resident Evil games. It's okay, Gary. It's okay. They'll all be dropped. 
they'll be dropped. They'll yeah. be dropped, and only the bad things will stay. Like the zombies not doing anything, they'll be in Resident Evil Seven. Oh, yeah, if Resident Evil Seven is ever made. Uh, well, Sony I mean, will fund it. Wait, wait. Like you said, <laughs> it's the 20th anniversary of Resident Evil, and this is the game they decide to make for that anniversary. Like, really, it's just so disappointing that, you know, we know Resident Evil 7 is in development. I don't care if you show me a concept picture. That would be more entertaining than seeing this game. Just show the pitch, show the logo. There we go, done. Exactly. This is is not something you should celebrate Resident Evil with. This is not a celebration of Resident Evil at all. It's a cry for help. Show me a character model of the now-confirmed Resident Evil 2 remake. Show me something. I don't care. Don't show me this. Show me someone's foot. That's a big celebration of the franchise. (laughs) This game looks Just show me a HD picture of a herb. (sighs) I'll take that. A concept picture of an herb. I don't even care. (laughs) It, It looks... Like a really bad free to play game. It really, if they charge you for this, it's an atrocity. If they charge you for it, there's chances are it's going to have DLC. Of course, this is early. The game could be amazing when it comes out. No, but no, it won't. everything I've seen right now, it looks absolutely terrible. No, it everything won't be amazing. Played, and nobody's happy about it. People who've played it in, in Japan during the Tokyo Game Show at other websites, I've read almost every hands on preview, and nobody was happy playing that game at all. So, yeah. Adam, is there anything you want to add to this amazing game? Not really. I think I'm with Gary on that one, to be <laughs> honest with you. Um, I think I've got about 30 seconds into the trailer and shut it off. Um, yeah, like Gary, I wasn't impressed. To be honest, it almost feels like they're just bringing it out for something to do in between... Resident Evil 7, but yeah, no, it's, I wasn't impressed. It's not something that, unless, of course, they vastly improve it between now and it's released, it's something I'm going to avoid, definitely. That sounds like they just gave it to the interns to make. Yeah. I would hope thoughts. so. <laughs> Stop, yeah. Now, I really want to know if this is being done in-house or if they're letting somebody else do it, if they're licensing it out of, out of seas, because... If this is a Japanese game, then they obviously don't understand what a third-person shooter is, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> and they should just leave that to the Western developers to do. Okay, Assassin's Creed Syndicate Jack the Ripper DLC confirmed. Um, Jack the Ripper DLC will be available to buy separately, but will also be bundled in for the season pass content. Which hopefully they won't just scam everyone up with <clears throat> last year. Uh, <laughs> which they never gave me my free game, by the way. That's because you never called them. Yeah. I never. I told you to game. do it times and you didn't do it. The video walks around the White Chapel where Jack the Ripper stalks his prey. The police are on his tail. Basically, you've got to assassin the Jack the Ripper. Uh, you've got to rip the Ripper. Adam, are you looking forward to the new Ass Creed? Are you looking forward to Jack the Ripper? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the new Assassin's Creed, uh, mainly because it takes part in in London. Um, but yeah, I think it's quite an interesting idea and an interesting take on DLC to uh, chase down one of the most notorious serial killers in history. Um, 
but yeah, I think that's just, just an interesting add-on, shall we say. Um, be interesting to see which direction they go with it, whether you actually chase him down and uh, and take him out or you chase him down and he escapes, but I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one. I wonder if you're unlocking a, a, a Jack the Ripper outfit for beating it. It could do. Yeah. That might be uh, your prize. Amazing. <laughs> Gary, are you looking forward to Ask Creed Syndicate? Um, it's really hard to say. Um, uh, I would, I would have been looking forward to it a lot more if it was like three years ago when they had their big vote. It's like, where do you want Assassin's Creed to go next? And like, feudal Japan and Victoria and London were number one and number two, and they decided to go to the Caribbean, which didn't even make the top ten, and then the French Revolution, which didn't even make the top twenty from what I remember. <laughs> and so so if they would have gone back then, when, in my opinion, Assassin's Creed, for me, was still fun to play, um, that would have been great. Now it's not fun for me anymore. Uh, I don't think it's innovating anything. It's not changing anything to its formula. Um, it's pretty much the same game over and over for me at this point. But like Duffman said, um, the Victorian London era is one of my favorite eras. Um, and it, it is kind of pushing me to, to maybe buy the game. Probably not at launch, but eventually, because I just love that time period. But as far as the Jag the Ripper DLC, um, I think, I honestly assume that that was going to be part of the original game. Uh, maybe as a side quest or some of the story missions will probably do it, but Obviously, something as big as Jack the Ripper, they're probably going to do it as DLC, so here it is. But it, it is going to be interesting because apparently it, it takes place after his final kill happened, uh, from what I understood in the trailer. Um, you know, he, he talks about how he's missed doing it and he's going to start doing it again. So I'm assuming it takes place after uh, he supposedly disappeared, after after the fifth victim. I think it was the fifth victim. I don't remember. All, all I remember is like I did a, like twenty-five page report on Jack the Ripper in college, um, because I'm so fascinated with him and that whole uh, killing spree that he had. Um, but yeah, like I think it's great. You know, utilize it. You know, you it's a, it's a well-known figure. It's one of the most infamous serial killers of all time. So why not? If you're doing a game set in that time period, why not have him in the game in some way or form? So, yeah, I know I know Stephen had kind of he, he wrote an article about it glamorizing the the killer instead of the victims, you know. And it always happens; everybody always remembers the killer, and nobody ever remembers the name of the victims when it comes to serial killers. But, <clears throat> um, but yeah, you know, it, it's a character who's appeared quite a bit. In, in other medium, you know, Sherlock Holmes versus Jack the Ripper game. You know, Jack the Ripper had an appearance in um, The Order, 1886. So it, it's a character who, if you're doing anything Victorian London, you pretty much have to include the murders in some way, shape, or form because it rocked all of London from from what I've been re- from what I read back in that time. Everybody talked about that that case, so. Yeah, 
Sorry, sorry, I went off on such a long oh, tangent. No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just very fascinated by by Jack the Ripper and and the whole case. Like I said, I did a 25 page report in college on the whole thing. So, yeah, I think it's awesome. Like, I I would actually buy Assassin's Creed if it just focused on on the Ripper itself. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the next story. Mass Effect Andromeda. 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 <laughs> it's best and largest Mass Effect to date. Alistair McNally, creative director at Bioware, has taken to Twitter, sharing his thoughts on the upcoming Mass Effect for PS4, PC, and Xbox One. Uh, Alistair McNally said, spent today reviewing creative progress on Mass Effect Andromeda. I believe it to be the best and certainly largest Mass Effect hype. Hashtag hype. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda is due out in holiday 2016. Uh, though we've not yet seen any Mass Effect gameplay footage, it's rumoured that we can also expect similar combat to Mass Effect 3. New, new alien races will be set in the Helios cluster of the Andromeda galaxy, deeper control over responses such as by punching people, mean interrupting chat, upgrade typical vehicles, blueprints allow you to upgrade alien technology, and strike team missions on horde mode. Uh, we're also expecting at the end to be much happier than Mass Effect 3. I, I doubt it, because it's a new trilogy, so they're going to end with some shocking twist. Uh, M. Night Shyamalama-lama-lama style. Um, Adam, are you looking forward to Mass Effect Andromeda? Dromedy? I am. Um, mainly because I, I can hear the collective groans already going here, but mainly because I've not actually played any of the Mass Effect. <gasps> yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that Perhaps maybe, although it's obviously part of a, a, the whole Mass Effect um, series, it might be one that I can easily get into and play about having to know too much of the story. It's set a, if, um, it's the, if the truth is, if the rumor is true, it's set in a different galaxy because the Reapers were go because they were worried that the Reapers might win. So the people that got sent off don't know actually what happened in Mass Effect Three. It takes place in the curious cluster of the yeah. Andromeda Galaxy. Whatever so there's means. a good chance that I can play it and not have to worry about what's happened in the other Mass Effects because it yeah. won't be too confusing for me. Yeah, won't have anything to do with it. That's what they said. Yeah, I think they kind of... That, that's why they're starting a new trilogy. Like, this game has absolutely no connections and nothing to do with the original trilogy, so you can just jump right into it. Yeah, cool. Players of the original trilogy know why they've been there, but that's the only reason, the only thing that they'll know. But it's a, it's a trilogy I've always wanted to play, which I will get around to playing at some point because I've heard a lot about it. But um, no, I mean, it's good. To, it sounds like they're obviously utilising the power of the PlayStation Four because um, with, with 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 the new generation consoles to make games bigger um, with all the you know the, the the new technology we've got for me can only be a good thing. Um, as long as obviously you've got a bit of transport, so you're not spending hours trying to get from one place to another. But to, to hear that it's going to be um, one of the largest mass effects um, in terms of scope um, is well, can only be a good thing, I suppose. And Gary, are you looking forward to Mass Effect Andromeda AD? Not really, uh, to tell you the truth. Um, I played. Uh, Mass Effect 1 and 2, I wasn't very impressed with it. I got really bored playing Mass Effect 2. Um, yeah. But I, I, I know people are super excited for it, so that's great for them. 
Um, but yeah, for me, not really. Uh, my, my problem is they keep saying it's bigger, it's bigger, it's bigger. And from my experience, the bigger the game gets, the less fun it becomes because you're focusing on making it too big and you end up having a game that's massive with nothing to do in it. Um, I just want more co-op features online. <laughs> and they seem to be pushing that. Um, I, I think it's going to really push a lot of the multiplayer stuff, like Horde Mode's returning. Now they're adding Strike Team missions into it. Um, I don't know. Like it's... I spent so much money on Horde Mode. Real money. I... I... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but as far as the similar combat to Mass Effect 3, that's fine, but hopefully you improved and, and changed some stuff to make it better, not just have, a, you know, a clone of, of the same combat. But, yeah, just don't call it an RPG, in my opinion. It's a third-person shooter now, damn it. Well, it used to be an RPG with Mass Effect 1. Yes, thank you. I agree with that. And then when it went to two, it became a third-person shooter. I don't care. People will argue with me all they want. But when Mass Effect 2, when it wins the award of best shoot third-person shooter and best RPG, like you can't have both categories and win in them. Those are two different genres of games. How are you going to win in both of them? It's one or the other. I, w- so. I can't wait till next year. Mass Effect 4 wins. Mass Effect Andromeda <laughs> wins. Best first-person shooter. Best RPG and best co-op and best MMO. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Won't be like Destiny winning best MMO. Yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, like, like I said, it, it, people are gonna eat it up. They love it. Um, that's fine. You know that that's great for them. They they should enjoy enjoy it because it, it is a great. I'm not saying it's a bad game. Mass Effect is a great franchise. It's just not for me. That's it. Sorry. Okay. Now, there's something that I'm really excited for, especially for me right now. Uh, PlayStation VR priced to be similar to a new console, says Sony PlayStation Europe, uh, North America, I think. Yeah, just think. Uh, the head of Sony Computer Entertainment Inc. has said that the PlayStation VR, the upcoming virtual headset not formerly known as the Morpheus, which is a better name in my opinion, yeah. uh, will be priced similarly to a new console. Uh, speaking with Bloomberg, Andrew House will not divide an exact figure, but Command Device will be priced as a new gaming platform and game could pay up to £350 for the headset. Uh, VR rewrites the rulebook on how you can create games. You're, setting, uh, set, you're seeing a large amount of interest and work happening among smaller teams because it's possible to create something in VR that is very simple but still very magical. Uh, I personally do not think this will be £350. I'm going to go with 200 to 250 pounds um, with 300 dollars to 350 dollars being the price point in North America. Um, when he says new gaming platform that could mean anything that doesn't automatically mean the PS4. The Kinect was technically a new gaming platform. The PlayStation I was technically a new gaming platform. The Vita is a new gaming platform. Anything that changes the way you play games as a new gaming platform it doesn't mean it's a PS4. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see the price. But there is a lot of technology in it, so I can see why it's going to be kind of expensive. Uh, Gary, 
Are you? Would you pay three hundred fifty dollars for the Morpheus? No, I will not. How much would you pay? A uh, maximum two hundred fifty dollars. Okay. Uh, I, I it cannot be more. Than, I'm sorry, like you cannot ask me to pay what I'm paying for my PS4 right now. Uh, for, uh, by the way, three hundred fifty dollars. I'm saying that with the camera and the move. Oh, combined. Yeah. Uh, then yes, maybe. Um, maybe three twenty-five yeah. will be a better price, not three fifty. Um, if it's just standalone Morpheus or PlayStation VR, yeah. if it's just that headset for three hundred fifty dollars, well, you always get you get a splitter box as well. So the splitter box plugs in between your PS4 and your TV. That way, when you're playing a game with multiplayer, you can have the VR on you and the the game screen on the screen. So your mate will see a different screen to you. That sounds like a requirement that it's, it has to come with the with the with that anyway. Yeah, but I'm just saying that that's what it, it comes with that. So that's pricey, maybe. I don't know. It should be that expensive. It's just a HDMI splitter. Yeah, well, I, I'm just saying in general, if it's just a headset for three hundred and fifty dollars, absolutely not. Nobody should buy it for that price. I don't care how much technology is in it. It's a peripheral. You know, Connect was what two hundred fifty dollars standalone, yeah. and look what happened to the Connect. It absolutely failed. Um, and you know, it's like the only way I can see justifying three hundred fifty dollars just for that headset is if it launches with like twenty games already playable in VR, and you can guarantee that a constant flow of games is going to support it. Because right now, all I'm seeing from VR in general is all these demos of games that are already out. Like Alien Isolation had a Project Morpheus demo. At the Tokyo Game Show, they had a Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, yeah, Titan- I want that. The, the Titan fight yeah. in VR. And they have all these cool demos that everybody loves, but then they come out and say that there are no plans to release any updates for these games to run in VR. So what you're telling me is you're showing me all these games that run in VR, but they actually won't do it when the headset comes out because you have no plans to do it. It's just a demo. Instead of showing me demos of games that are never going to run in VR, show me the games that are going to run in VR and maybe future games that will as well. You know, if you can't guarantee me that companies are going to take the time and make sure their games run in VR then it's just going to be another failed peripheral for Sony. Just like the move was a failure, the PlayStation camera is a failure, I'm sorry to say. Vita memory cards, absolute failure. The Vita itself is now a failure because of those memory cards. Hey, that camera camera gave me a game where I had to play (laughs) naked. I think it wins. It's not a failure. (laughs) You know, Sony's just not very good at their peripheral marketing i guess you can say like, everybody's talking about vr is like the next best thing well they said 3d tvs were the next best thing and that failed sony got behind that 100 percent, and look what happened to that so if you're going to charge me the price of say console then you have to prove to me that you're going to have a steady flow of content for it because in my opinion i'd rather just get the oculus Rift, which I think they've said is not going to exceed more than $250 when it launches. 
I'd rather get that yeah. than pay three hundred fifty dollars for something that will probably only run on PlayStation. See, that's why I think it won't be that price because the, the what you call it, the Morpheus only has one screen, which helps with the price reduction. The mm-hmm. Oculus has two screens. And if they're telling me two screens is only two hundred fifty bucks, then yeah. and that the 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 Oculus Rift is going to run on everything, TV. PC yeah. monitors, PC games, yeah. whereas PlayStation VR is probably only going to be specific to PlayStation. Well, till people hack it. Most people are not going to hack it. <laughs> no, I mean, like, they're going to, what should we call it? They're going to, yeah, they'll do a driver. It'll be day one, pretty much. PC yeah. modders will make it work on PC. I'm sure, but most people, like, you know, who aren't tech savvy, are just going to buy it and only use it on PlayStation. So. Well, I'll probably only use it on PlayStation, but I'm just saying it's, it'll, that'll be what happens. Oh, most likely. Uh, and Adam, how much would you pay for the Morpheus? Well, I'm not going to call no, it Morpheus, got... I'm just going to Morpheus. Screw it. I've got to say I'm probably with Gary on this one, to be honest with you. I mean, if they are going to charge you the price for a console for it, it needs to be well supported. Because um, if you are, I mean, I'd be willing to probably pay about in terms of British pounds, two hundred and fifty. Yeah, so that that's how much be... I want to pay, to be honest. Yeah, that would be the maximum I would go. But I mean, even then, are they going to support it? Yeah. You know, are they going to believe in it enough? Because, like Gary said, you know, the Vita that deserves so much more. Sony didn't market it right. Yeah. So, are they going to do the same with PlayStation VR? I mean, if you're going to spend that sort of money, because yeah. you know that is. Quite for, for for quite a few people, that's still quite a, a bit of money to spend on on a on a, uh, a you know a peripheral. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, I'd be able to pay two hundred and fifty quid, but like Gary said, I'd want to see the Sony believing it themselves and Sony are willing to market it, so it is a success. Because I don't want to spend two hundred and fifty quid on something that's going to fail three four months down the line, and then. You know, you can't sell it on because nobody wants it, and you're stuck yeah. with something that's got no games. So I'd be yeah. willing to pay that much for it, but it's got to be supported right. Well, My... I've got some good news in the way. Next Friday, I will be able to use the Morpheus myself. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so I'll be able to see what it's like. Yeah, you'll you'll play games that are never going to support it. <laughs> no, I'm going to play an indie game where you're in a, a, a dungeon. Uh, see, that that's the other problem I have. Yeah. If you're counting on indie games to push Project Morpheus, then yeah. you failed already. You have to. For something like, if you're charging such a huge amount of money for something, you have to have big AAA games and developers yeah. behind it. You, ha- you can't think- sell that thing on indies alone. I want Ubisoft on it. I want I want Mirror's Edge VR. Now with ten percent more bath bag. <laughs> I think they've said that the next Gran Turismo, Gran Turismo Seven, will offer PlayStation VR support. That'd be the perfect which, game. Yeah, that, that's what that's what the the VR for me is is perfect for is racing games, and obviously if, if Gran Turismo Seven is going to include that, then maybe it might be. You know, interesting to see how it works. Okay, well, I think we're done with with news this week. In fact, we're going to go straight to reviews. Uh, This is a review by Adam. 
Oh, I can never say his name right. Adam Byrne? Byrne? The, sure. uh, the final <laughs> word. Well, so Jack, uh, he's reviewed um, Mad Max, The Road Warrior. Uh, well, as a jack of all trades and master of none, there is a distinct charm inherent with Avalanche Studios' take on Mad Max, and provided you can get it cheaper than its full price listening, you can certainly do a lot worse. Uh, we like the dynamic weather effects, the car chases and combat, the interesting aspects to the world. We dislike the weak narrative, the train travel, terrain travel, words, got used by words, uh, terrain traversal, a pain with short jump button, a formulaic mechanics, a uh, 7.0 out of 10. Uh, anyone have you purchased it, Gary? I have not purchased it. I do want to purchase it, but I just launched at a very bad time. Yeah. Oh. Uh, what about you, Adam? Yeah. Again, like Gary just said, it, it it launched along with Metal Gear Solid, didn't it? And it's kind of that's kind of a hard game to compete with. I think they should have either maybe released it a couple of weeks earlier or a couple of weeks later. I think they probably released that one at the yeah, at the, the wrong, wrong time. Hmm. Okay, Resident Evil 2 Revelations by Michael Harridans, who will be here next week uh, to replace my amazingly bad hosting skills, but he'll be back to replace. Anyway, the final word Resident Evil Revelations 2 on PSV is a flawed port that only comes recommended if it's your sole option of playing the game. Uh, We like the solid gameplay from console version. Uh, Plenty of content, raid mode as addictive as ever. We dislike the poor frame rate. The production value is a noticeably downgraded and pointless touchscreen control 6.5 out of 10. Which, considering how much he said it was a flawed port, 6.5 is pretty high, really. <sighs> that sounded like a sigh. Gary, what do you think? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's just another crabby port that should not have been made. They never should have announced this on the Vita, unfortunately. Because uh, even the console version of the game, in my opinion, wasn't incredibly great. Um, and moving it to the Vita with and forcing people to use touchscreen controls, like use the touchscreen to crouch. Really, you couldn't like map that to like the old button, like it was on the console version. I mean, come on, it's just yeah. I hate it when companies force you to do things that you don't want to do. And Adam. Is there anything you did you did you purchase it? Mm, no, to be honest with you, when it, it, it experience has told me from The Walking Dead that bad frame rate is is quite hard to enjoy a game on the Vita. So when when people were record, were saying about the bad frame rate, I decided to just give it a miss. Okay, smart move. Uh, <laughs> One Piece Pirate Warriors Free by some twat named Benjamin Schlebehall. I don't know who he is. There's a loser. He needs to be fired. He, need, he, he needs to be fired. <laughs> Why is he still even here? I don't even know what he does. I keep seeing no, reviews don't. every so often, but then he disappears again. He just doesn't do anything. He needs to go. Anyway, uh, what he said, of course, who really cares what he said, but we're going to have to read it out anyway, just because it'll be unfair to him. Um, the final word is, why not everyone's cup of tea? One Piece Pirate Warriors 3 is a solid entry into the franchise that fans won't want to miss. Uh, he liked the charming and faithful graphics, the amazing soundtrack, the huge list of characters to pick from. He disliked that it can be repetitive at times and there's not much time to react to an SOS. An 8.5 out of 10. Um, we actually had a comment on this, so I'm going to read it out anyway, because I hate that they're working with Koei. 
on this game so much. Going to kick someone for it. Bought first two games on release. Not going to do the same mistake third time. Going to get when it hits $20 because that's what's getting real worth by Shingo. Um, so yeah, he doesn't like it, but this Ben should have been hold us. Um, so yeah, Gary, have you ever played the One Piece Pirate Warrior series? I played the first one. Nice. Uh, it was quite enjoyable. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's it, it's everything that like every Dynasty Warriors like game is. You know, you have like Dynasty Warriors Gundam. You know, Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, they all pretty much play the exact same, yeah. just with different characters and different abilities. So, if you don't like those types of games, then don't even bother yeah. with with it. I'm sorry, you can be a, a diehard One Piece fan, yeah. but if you don't like those types of games, like Dynasty Warriors games, you're not going to enjoy it. Sorry to say, you're just not. Okay, yeah, it was a pain in the ass to review because of that. And anyway, Adam, have you ever played the One Piece games? I haven't, to be completely honest with you. Um, not one that's even been on my radar, really. Got to be honest, it's probably one that I probably won't play either. Yeah. Well, if you're not a big fan of Dynasty Warriors, then chances are no. No, I've never enjoyed Dynasty Warriors. I've played Dynasty Warriors, but I never yeah. enjoyed it, so it don't sound like I'd enjoy this. No, it's just Dynasty Warriors, but with One Piece skin. Yeah, Dynasty yeah. Warriors should just be its own like genre now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every game that plays like it should just be called the Dynasty Warrior genre. <laughs> the DW genre. There you go. Uh, okay, let's go to the next review by Dane Smith. No be- oh god. Uh, uh. Nobunaga's ambition. There we go. Nobunaga's no <laughs> ambition. Sphere of influence. Um the final word, the long awaited localization of a fame franchise that fails to make an impact with little depth of strategy. This is a game designed for those who love Japanese history or a franchise die hard. Only they, that love will keep you wanting to play through the game more than once. Uh, he liked the inspiring soundtrack, the beautiful cut, character portraits, the good AI that can be kept on combat efficiently. He disliked the little depth in the combat, the new use, new use, no useful tech trees or upgrades. Tedious economy system without use of AI. Um, 6.0 out of 10. Uh, I'm guessing neither of you are a big fan of this. Um, I know of it. I It's super popular in Japan. For yeah. obvious reasons. Um, I'm really surprised that they actually released another one here in North America. I believe they used to go by uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Yeah. Um, and then they released like a different version called Nobunaga's Ambition, which tells a different like it focuses on one uh, of the of the armies or one of the the, the, the character stories, which is Nobunaga, and it, it pretty much kind of played the same as those games. But obviously, in this one, there I, I remember they used to be super in depth strategy, like to the to the very smallest detail you had to micromanage everything to make sure everything was just good but according to Dane that that's not the case anymore which is kind of sad it's more streamlined now but yeah okay well we've done with our reviews we've done with our news uh, we're not doing a question of the week because there's no um, Neil so we're going to leave that for when he comes back um, so we're going to go straight to what what have you guys been playing? Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not going to chill with Chili? Not chill with Chili this week. <laughs> we'll chill with Chili next week when I've got all the information from Eurogamer so I can tell everyone all the good news and all oh, the okay. good stuff. 
That works for me. Um, well, we're not gabbing with Gab, uh, Gary either, so. <laughs> gabbing with Gary. <laughs> wow. Or accumulating with Adam. Crazy, <laughs> Uh So, yeah. We're going to go to what we've been playing. Um, what have you been playing, Gary? And how can I contact you afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. I'm still chugging away on that game. Um, still doing a lot of stuff. Um, trying to focus on the story missions now rather than side ops, um, because they those are pretty much all the the same, doing the same thing over and over again. So I'm I'm doing that. Um, still, my opinion of the game hasn't changed from the last time I talked about it. Um, I've been playing a game I can't talk about unfortunately <laughs> um but it, it's a very tense game and it, it's kind of hard to play for me because i have to play it in small chunks because it just gets too much um but hopefully uh you'll get my review sometime this week uh tuesday or wednesday of it um let's see what else have i been playing um i've still been playing uh Dokken Battle on my phone, uh, the Dragon Ball Z game. I'm getting super frustrated with it, though, because I keep getting really crappy characters on my summons, and I'm getting kind of sick of it because all my friends have, like, SSR characters, and I i don't even have... I have, like, two SR characters. It's kind of annoying. Um, Let's see. What else have I been playing? Um... Oh, Super Time Force. I've been playing that with my friend. That game is a bunch of fun. Uh, one of the best uh, free indie titles that you can get, in my opinion, right now. Uh, you got a free with PS Plus, so everybody should check that game out. It, it's kind of hard on the eyes on a big screen TV, but um, super fun to play. And I'll, um, Smash Brothers, still playing that with my friends. Um, that's still quite a bit of fun. And um, Until Dawn, I'm slowly going back into that game again and kind of forgot all the decisions I made last time. So hopefully I, I won't make the same decisions this time and try to keep everybody alive, except for one person. I want them to die. <laughs> they don't die because every decision I made my, on my first playthrough to kill that character, they would not die. <laughs> <laughs> I got so angry with that. I, I'm starting to. I started to assume that this character is important to the story, and they won't let me kill this character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that, that's all I've been playing. Yeah, well, I've, me, I've been darting between Destiny: The Taken King, and um, which I know, Gary, you love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, I've managed to get quite far in Metal Gear Solid 5 actually in fact I've spent many a night playing that till the early hours of the morning just because of how good it is um, I want to hear I, your I took, thoughts I took, on Metal Gear Solid 5 sorry I, I want to get your thoughts on Metal Gear Solid 5 well for me what? my favourite part of Metal Gear Solid 5 believe it or not is is Mother Base. Um, I seem to spend... Try, try not more... to spoil things, story-wise or anything. 
yeah yeah they could caution spoilers um yeah no for me for me mother i've spent most of my um gmp building up mother base um mainly for the advantages of the of the support platforms um and the r&d platforms i mean i've not developed many weapons um but it's it's such a great game it really is i mean it makes you it makes you think about how you have to play it how you have to go in it you know you can't just run and gun um because you do you, you know you get killed pretty quickly if you try and do that especially in the uh in the later stages um and i love how the enemies adapt to how you play as well um i mean so there's them some great ai in in the game just to be able to you know cover the places that you hit them the most um, it's hard not to say too much without spoiling it, to be honest with you. But yeah, I, it, it's brilliant. I, I enjoy the fact that it's open world as well, um, which for a Metal Gear game is is the first, I think, isn't it? I don't think any other Metal Gear game has been open world. Not like this one, no. No. Um, you know, it gives you so much more diversity on how you're actually going to attack the missions and, uh, you know, make your way through the missions. Um, I must admit, I've, I've, I think I've got onto about mission 33, 34. Um, I won't yes. say that much more about it because I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, it's, oh, it's a fantastic game. It really is. Let me ask you this then, cause you're on the Metal Gear podcast too. Yeah. Um, does this feel like a Metal Gear game to you though? Or could this game be as great as it is without Metal Gear on the title? It's it's different from any other Metal Gear game. So I can understand some people say, well, it doesn't feel like a Metal Gear because of how it plays. But honestly, yeah, I do feel like it is a Metal Gear game. Um, I can understand the gripes that people are having because um, of the lack of storyline, because, um, you know, all Metal Gears, or all previous Metal Gears were heavy on the storyline, and this, not so much. Um, I was disappointed that um, David Hater wasn't Snake again, because, like I said on the Metal Gear podcast, David Hater will always be Snake to me. But, yeah, I still think, I still feel like it is a Metal Gear game, because you've still got, you know, you've still got the stealth, uh, um, you know, um, like all Metal Gear games had. Um, you've got the main protagonists that all the Metal Gear games, most of the Metal Gear games have had. So, yeah, personally, I still feel like it's a Metal Gear game, but I can understand why some people don't. Okay. Do you feel like it's a Metal Gear game? What's, what do you What do you think? Uh, um, I, I personally feel like it started off as a Metal Gear game. Like, when you get, get into it, the opening is fantastic. It's yeah. probably the best Metal Gear opening since the original Metal Gear. And in my opinion, I think once things started to go downhill with Konami, um, I think Kojima started to lose the passion for it a little bit. And you kind of start to see that, um, obviously, in the story. You, you really see it in the story. Because after it starts off so well, um, the first, like, maybe 15 missions that you do have absolutely no impact on the story whatsoever. Mm. They're just like filler missions. Like there's a lot of missions in a game. I think there's like over 50 missions and literally like 85% of them do nothing for the game, like story wise. 
it's just all filler content. Yeah, I can see your point. Um, you obviously are past the point where the big uh, sequence happens for like the first big sequence. Um, and even that, like, it just didn't have any impact in it. Like, they set up all these characters, and then most of them really don't matter no. in the grand scheme of things. You know, like, even now, like, in my opinion, um, I, I also saw it and Miller, they have, like, no impact in the story whatsoever. Like, I don't think the story would make any difference if those characters weren't even in the game. Like nothing would change for me. Like it just doesn't have the same push, I guess, or the same views and the same philosophies that Kojima has always put into his games. Like, I just don't see it in this one. Like, I just feel like the passion for it left him like mid development of this game, which is kind of sad for me. Uh, as far as yeah. gameplay wise goes, it is phenomenal. Like, don't get me wrong. It is a fantastic. Game. I totally 100% agree that it's at least a 9.5 easily out of 10. Just what Mike gave it on our review. It is a fantastic game. But to me, um, I, I said this uh, a few weeks ago on, on Unchained with Ben. To me, it feels like the Resident Evil 3 of the Metal Gear Solid franchise, where it has a number behind it, but it doesn't feel like it's part of the main entry of the franchise. Like... It, it just it, it hasn't added anything to the mythos of Metal Gear. If anything, it rewrites a lot of stuff that has already been mm. said. You know, so to me, it, it feels more like it should have just been a sequel to Peace Walker than anything else because it plays exactly like it. It's like an HD version of Peace Walker yeah. on PS4. But it is a yeah. fantastic game, don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, I, I can see your point there. To be fair, they, they, even though they, like you say, Ocelot and Miller are in it, they don't seem to have a lot to do with it. Mm. No, I do see what you're saying there. Yeah, <clears throat> and and so far, like Miller has had the most voice acting I've ever seen in any Metal Gear. Like, <laughs> I just hear him all the time. It's like other people can talk in this game too. You know, it's not just him. <laughs> anyway, guys, I'm gonna wrap it up. We're gonna wrap it up now. Okay. Uh, before we turn into another Metal Gear podcast. <laughs> you haven't told us what you've been playing, though, Ben. Ah, well, I've been playing Destiny. A Warframe. And uh, that, you can reach me out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can contact me at ben.chillabearhall at psu.com, chili underscore UK, chili on Neogaf, chili on Twitter, uh, well, chili on UK on Twitter, sorry, chili on PSN. Uh, I'm at 700 friends on PSN now, so it's going up slowly. <laughs> uh, I've got hundreds. Um, so yeah, how do you want to? You can contact Gary at at Gagawush on Twitter. That's G A G L A U S H. Please do. I'm close to a hundred friends or followers <laughs> on Twitter. You know what's funny? I've had like sixteen DJs start following me, like renowned DJs. I'm like, wow. who the hell? Like, did I make a music post somewhere? <laughs> that... All of a sudden, DJs are, like, following me. I don't get it. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I got DJ start? as well. DJ My Verse. DJ, DJ Myers. <laughs> DJ Myers. Michael okay. Myers, DJ. Awesome. And uh, oh. how can I contact you, 
Adam. Well, you don't just have to be a DJ to follow me um, on Twitter. Um, I'm Duffman1986, and you can contact me on my PSU email, which is adam.duffield at psu.com. Okay, with that note, we're ended. Oh, before I end it, uh, if you want a chance to win a copy of Destiny in a steel tin on PS4, uh, this is a European copy, a UK copy, so you, if you live in America, uh, you will have to purchase the Taken King and DLC off the UK store, as it will not be compatible with the North American store. Uh, you can have a chance to win this. All you have to do is answer this simple question Who. Has re who who is the new voice for the ghost? Uh, so who's doing the new voice acting for the ghost in Destiny? Uh, so email me at ben.shabirhall.psu.com or the podcast at psu.com or even mike.harrodens at psu.com just to confuse the hell out of him. So yeah, you'll have a chance to win a steel tin copy of Destiny. I'm very good. Uh, so you should all be thankful. You should all, everyone out there should be thankful. I should thank, thank God for me. Bye, everyone. Believe in Gary. <laughs>